Hi, everyone. This was an interesting podcast featuring Tara Bott from Supply Lab. My favorite takeaways were listening to her story on how she got started, and I speak from experience when I know how difficult that process is, right down to choosing your name. She gave key insight on best practices working with sales reps and also how she decides which influencers to work with. Hope you guys enjoy. All right. We're live here at One Question XYZ. (laughs) This is Carl Radke. We've got my co-host. Hi, everybody. Dahlia Strom here. And we've got a really cool guest. I'm actually rocking a pair of their boots right now. Her name's Tara Bott. She's from Supply Lab. Hi. Hello, Tara. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for being so here. Exciting. These are very cool boots. Are those your boots, the company? No, They're not, not yet. No, no yours. I'm yours. wearing. Yeah, I'm wearing them. I get a lot of comments on these these Chelsea boots, and they really, really, really comfortable. Oh, so, good. You're well, wearing you. them well. Well, so tell me about. <laughs> I mean, I've. I mean, I think I first encountered you. Maybe about a year ago, maybe a little less. Maybe a little less. I think you were you were maybe raising some money for the company. I was. So can you kind of give us a background on what Supply Lab is for our listeners? Or sure. So Supply Lab is a men's shoe company. Um, I started it back in 2016. Um, That's a fairly new. It's very new. That's impressive. Thank you. Yeah, I've been in the business for 15 years now. So tell us about that. Like maybe maybe we'll start with the, the 15 years. I know. from from here. What okay. so what did you were always in. Retail or were so you in men's footwear? So I was in footwear? retail for about five, six years. I worked at Nordstrom and Neiman Marcus. Awesome. And then I crossed over to the wholesale company uh, side uh, for Robert Wayne. It was a men's shoe company as well. I know Robert Wayne. Do you? And they still have the crazy, um, they, don't they sell those crazy dress shirts too? Or no? That's Robert Graham. Robert Graham. This is, yeah. Hey, that's why we're uh, having this conversation. <laughs> no, Robert Wayne. It was actually a family business. Um, it was men's shoes. Um, we had the brand Robert Wayne, we had John Lennon, we had Vince Camuto men's. Um, so, and I did everything really there. I was a vice president of sales. I did marketing. I helped with products. Um, it was a small, it's a good and a bad thing. So vice president of sales for, for Robert Wayne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're managing a lot of different kind of roles, (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) But at least it's like quick learning, right? Yes. You have to pivot really quickly, but it's good because you're so hands-on and it's stuff that you really don't learn unless you're like thrown into it. Yeah. So um, it was a great, you know, it was a great run. So, com- so when you say sales, like, are you like on the phone, like selling or are you managing a sales team? Cause I, I've been in sales about seven, eight years. I've never managed salespeople. I've always just been like that individual contributor in your role. Were you like actually like held to a number that you were trying to like actually sell? Sure. We, we always had projections cause we, we also had um, investors in that company as well. So um, you have projections. I was on the ground as well, and then yeah, I was managing people, um, but was wholesale. So we're reaching out to other retailers, you know, the main guys, Nordstrom, DSW, guys like that. Is it hard to get a product in a Nordstrom? I would think it would be. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. They're, you know, they have really good eyes, and there's a million people calling them. So so know. how do you? Is it like what, a, like you, what's the criteria basically? Yeah, what are they looking for? I don't know if I could even answer that. I think you have to just. Do they want like a, like a body of sales already, or can you be like a brand new brand company and like have a bunch of stock of shoes and go, hey Nordstrom, we got a really cool product, like start selling it for us? Or do you need to be established? I don't think Nordstrom works like that. Macy's does now that they acquired Story, but I don't think that Nordstrom is willing to risk it as much. I think honestly, I think everyone's kind of it's it's just such a weird you know world right now. Obviously, there's the main brands that everyone wants and everyone knows, but I think. Now, because of Instagram and everything, I think people are always looking for the next new thing and who's up and coming and who's getting attention, um, what's different, what's price point, um, just a combination of things. So, so if I, like, let's say I wanted to start a shoe company, mm-hmm. I build an Instagram account, I've got my shoes, 
could I get my shoes in a Nordstrom, do you think? I don't know. What do your shoes look like? I can't tell you again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about like, the, I mean, do they have, is there someone that I think just looks a, at it and goes, this, someone's going to buy this? Or what if it's just... So yeah, I mean, I call on buyers. Um, I think it's a combination. I think it's the product, um, the quality. Um, you know, Instagram's a big thing now. The vision of Instagram, who's following Instagram, who's reposting it, who's wearing them. Um, there's a lot more layers than there were 10 years ago, but... It, you just so the barrier of entry is easier. I think when you hit a million do- a million followers, I can just like something shoe. navy, <laughs> yes. Yes. you can start your own shoe brand and then sell a million dollars in sales on the first day. They will have no problem taking a chance on you. <laughs> yeah, so just I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna get, keep grinding. Yeah, more followers. Well, so so you work okay as a you know sales and Nordstrom and Neiman Marcus. Where did you go from there? So from there, I went to Robert Wayne, and I was there for about 12 years. Um, That's a long time. Yeah, so, yeah. I ran a retail establishment for 15. So yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. What was the name? That was my family business. It's Army Navy USA. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so you know. Yeah. Once you're in it, you just, you're loyal you're to in it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a fast business. It goes by fast. Um, What's the hardest part about working for like a, a men's shoe wear brand like that? The hardest part. That you're not a man? <laughs> no. Yeah, but sometimes that's good because no, I don't get attached thing. to you're the not, product. You're not in it. Yeah. yeah, I could see it differently. Yeah. Um, I could take a step back and be like, this is why I like it. This is why I don't. When yeah. you're wearing it, you have more of a biased opinion. And you can also look at it uh, through almost your target demo's eyes a little bit. Like, yeah. I understand what they're going to do. So I was in men's apparel for 15 years. They, w- they would come in the store. They wanted like literally like two or three of the exact same thing when it fit them. Uh, they rip yes. off that's the tags a, that's immediately. A loyal yeah, yes. Very loyal customer. They rip off the tags immediately, yeah. throw away boxes. They're not typically people to return or exchange. Um, it's, it's a very, it's interesting. So a lot of people that I know tend to go into women's fashion. I love men's fashion. <laughs> I love men's fashion too. And you know that 70% of men shoppers are actually women. Yeah. So that's kind That's of, interesting. Yeah, it makes it fun. I think we forget about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought... Well, I mean, women all the, buy everything. So. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Most of the gifts I get from women are underwear and socks. I don't know what they're telling me, but... <laughs> I did not buy you either one of those. <laughs> no, she did not. It was granola. Delicious granola from the Pleasantville Farmer's Market. Shout oh, out. Nice plug. They were on yes. our show yesterday, so... You should. Cool. Tara, you, you have should. to try the, the I will. Yeah, will. Um, well, yeah, so the Robert Wayne, I'm familiar, and you were there 12 years. That's a long time. Now, when would, when did you decide that so, you were going to maybe do something else? The company sold, um, so I, I left the company. And you know you have this crossword crossroads in life where you could go and work for somebody else, and but or you could dream and you can kind of just roll the dice and see what happens. So I'm very fortunate because a lot of my customers still wanted to see what I was doing and what I was going to work on, and I, I I had a vision and I wanted to go for it and I had nothing to lose. Um, you know, when you're single, with no kids, you can do that. And um, so, were you plotting this before the like? For, I wasn't. Before? And it just like okay, the Robert Wayne gets purchased or gets sold. You're like, snap of a finger. Okay, I'm going to start something. Or is this like a I, over the course of a little bit of time? I went through for it sounds short. I went through for a couple weeks um, because you know I'm very loyal when it comes to work. I was like married to Robert Wayne, so it was hard to you know not be part of that anymore. But I also wanted to. I wanted another baby, I guess in that in that sense. Um, 
And like I said, I, I had a couple ideas. I started calling um, on a customer of mine, and they wanted them. Um, they placed an order actually very quickly. So how did you go like the designing and choosing what styles of? By the way, listeners, I have these Chelsea boots. You make other kind of yeah, mostly boots and some sneakers, right? Sneakers, yeah, pretty much boots and sneakers, um, casuals. But what would you say your target demographic is? I mean, obviously men, but men. Is it like an age group? I would say from like 25 to 45. It's a little broad, but I feel like that's where fashion is these days. Like what I'm wearing, my mom wears, what you're wearing, your dad might wear. You know, it's just different now a little bit. Do you agree? I struggle because in my class, I usually have them put together a customer profile. So, like, yeah, so understanding exactly who your customer is, like, right down to their name. Would would, um, Carl ever speak like this? Would he ever wear this? Would he ever go here? Um, Is this part of his lifestyle? And then I have them put together an entire content plan. So, well, so I do that when I do the products. Like, I'm like, okay, this is your boot. What would you wear as a casual? Would you wear a dress shoe? So I do work that process when I put a line, the when I put merchandise the line together. Yeah, I think the lines get fuzzy in terms of who actually purchases it. But when you when you're yes, well, I'm sure, and you just said this right, like when you're creating, you're designing, you're even putting together content, you kind of have that one person in mind, and um, it's easier to keep that person in mind because you're you're really kind of focusing on their lifestyle. So right down to the type of food that they would eat, like would he wear this to go out to dinner? Would he wear this to go to lunch, uh, coffee, drinks, and and kind of even photographing it there, right? For sure. For your lookbooks, Instagram, et cetera. And that's where Instagram is great because you could post these visions you have and you could see what people are engaging in, what they're commenting on, what they're DMing on. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Where would you go to dinner in those? Um, any, anywhere. Okay, good. I actually went to dinner last night in a place in Brooklyn uh-huh. and it was, they were, you're such a rock star. You went to dinner in Brooklyn last night. I did. Night. <laughs> I know. I we podcasted till 6 p.m. I filmed, I filmed Bravo yesterday for four hours. Yeah. We podcasted for two hours and then I went to Brooklyn yeah. for five hours. Oh my God. Just, and yeah. you're here with us give this me, morning. And you're really yeah, yeah, you're alert. So that's pretty good. It's New York. I, I, can't mean, say I, would I only went to 14th Street. <laughs> I went to the uh, to the Lexus spot, Intersect. and <laughs> Well, you, you have children and a family, so yeah. I, I don't have as much restriction in my life. So I'm no, able but to you're do still here early. I, mean, I have to give you credit. Well, thank yeah. you. It's awesome. Well, thank you. Well, I got to give it up to Supply Lab for the boots. It's oh. keeping me in motion. Yeah. Thank you. It's so, like, very nice. So how do you like choose the style? Like, do, Were you mimicking another? I feel like some brands kind of not copy, but you maybe noticed another company or another shoe style that you want to kind of maybe tweak or pivot on. Did, um, was that an inspiration for you? Or any company that was like you were looking to maybe? Yeah, I was definitely looking at other brands and seeing what was working. I Is there wait, one in particular that our listeners might be aware of that you were curious to maybe? Not really one in particular. I think it kind of came more to like what I thought the white space in the market was and what my customers, as far as my wholesale partners were looking for, or retail partners rather. And then it just kind of started, you know, I got an order. It was on one boot in three colors. Um so how do you, like, when you're actually getting a boot made, yeah. what do you, like, I know you've worked in the industry, but if you can explain for our listeners, like, is there... What's the process? There's, like, a, a company that makes... You, so, you, you send them an email, like, hey, make my boots, and they do it? Everything like, how does that I work? do, I know, I'm sorry. It's when you're in it, you forget, yeah. like, yeah. how many layers there are. But, so I manufacture everything out of Portugal. Okay. So because of my experience and, you know, who I know, I 
I was able to. So you know. you do fly to Portugal, meet with these people. I do. Okay. I do. I work with an agent in Portugal, and he drives me around, and we work with about I would say five or six factories. Cool. Um, every factory has like its own niche and what they specialize in, what you know, what they can do. Um, so when I got this order, I, you know, I reached out to the my agent. Um, I submitted it with him. Um, I needed a back office. So the back office is like customer service, all the electronics, how things get processed, um, logistics, operations. Um, I found a company that specializes only in that. I made a deal with them to like, you know, help get the brand built and thank God they went for it. <laughs> and where are they based out of? They're based out of Freehold, New Jersey. They're oh, called One Source Solutions. Amazing. Yeah. So they did the warehousing and everything. Um, and it was kind of like a trial run. Like, can I do this? I mean, how many boots, did, original boots did you order, initial order? That order was, I want to say, maybe close to a 1,000 pairs. So. That's a lot of pairs. It is and it is isn't. It, is, that, is that scary? To, I mean, it was very scary because I had moments where I'm like, what am I gonna do I'm doing shoes? this. And then I'm like, am I really doing this? Like, you go back and forth a lot. But I don't know. I believe in signs and things just kind of kept working in my favor the the thing with the back office and these customers are trusting me and then from that one shoe it just kind of kept evolving to okay I'm going to do Chelsea now and I'm going to do sneaker and before you know it I had a line and I started traveling and seeing customers that's amazing yeah. now how do you choose the sizes because I think we talked before and this is something I struggle with with men's sizing yeah you know I'm typically a 12 or 13 in athletic shoes sometimes yeah. in more let's say you know Nice boots or nice dress shoes, the sizing is a little different sometimes just because of the fit. Yeah. How do you go about picking a thousand pairs in sizes? Well, that was one boot. So I actually, I did like, I did fit trials with my customers. I was like, try to get that right. That is a little tricky because sometimes a European is whole sizes and sure. translating their sizes to our sizes. So it's kind of a different process for every factory, every shoe, but you just, you work through it. You take it step by step, and sometimes it's really overwhelming, and sometimes it, you know you got it. So then, like you're selling. I'm asking a ton of questions. No, I love why. it. I'm glad you are because I forget how <laughs> how deep into it you are. I do. It's like it's bad. I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's great. This is all really. Because I'm, I'm a very big person. I love shoes. My mom always gives me crap about Aww. how many shoes I've owned and. You do love shoes. I, love I actually, yeah. I collected Jordans as a kid and sold them on oh, eBay. Oh, you're a sneakerhead. Sneakerhead, and then. Honestly, like I kind of got out of it a little bit and then more into like nicer shoes, Chelsea boots, all those things. Sure. But so I appreciate all these uh No, this I love the questions. You're and helping I'm not, me. I'm not gonna start my own company or anything. I'm just You can. I'm hinting at it. No, um, he yeah. just loves collecting <laughs> shoes. <laughs> so you got the thousand pairs, you yeah. reaching out to your old buyers and people that you've got great relationships with. Yeah. Then when did it dawn on you to maybe sell direct or create a kind of a website? Or were you doing this at the same time? It was somewhat simultaneously. I mean the direct to consumer is really new. Um it, you know, so my background was really more, you know, working with retailers. Sure. Um, but obviously it's something that I am working on because I know that's like the best. Well, is, is, I would think there's more money to be made if you sell direct versus selling through wholesalers. You know, there is. Um, but, you know, anytime anything looks like that, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. I'm sure those those companies are pouring tons of money into marketing. And So know. have you done any marketing? We do very organic marketing right now, but that's kind of the way to go in the beginning, I think. Yeah, I think it's great. And what's like the discovery process for your products? Meaning like how do I find items that I like? 
So yes, but more like, how do people find out about you guys? But I, I like both of those questions. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer yours first. Okay. I think um, really it's been organic. And then I, honestly, I sell to, you know, Nordstrom and Zappos and DSW. So the, you know, I think when you're in retailers such as that, it, it I hate to say it, but it validates you as yeah. a brand and they help get the name out there. They've also posted on their Instagram and tagged and just kind of like, that whole increasing advocacy, yeah. trust, etc. So, so it's funny because we talked about Nordstrom, but Zappos. I feel like is it that seems to me even a little bit more difficult, right? Unless they drop shift through you guys, or how does that work? No, they they buy. Wow, they, they've been great support system. Yeah, um, they're a great company to work with. Really fun, really young, energetic buyers over there. Um, yeah, the the shoes are on Zappos as well. Amazing. And yeah. how did that relationship start? That started many, many, many years ago. Um, so someone without your like contacts and experience, it seems like it would be really difficult to get really break in unless you just were huge on Instagram and then they came to you. Yeah, I mean, that definitely helps. But, um, you know, the buyers out there are always looking for something new. So I think if you catch their eye, obviously, yeah, my relationships help. But those took years and a lot of, you know, a lot of work. Yeah. Lot, you know. I think, but that's that goes back to the value of relationships, right? I, sure. I think we forget about how important it is to relationship build and meet people and stay in touch with them. And maybe they don't necessarily stay at a certain job, so stay in touch with them regardless of where they are because you never know how you can support you each other in the future. Know. You yeah. never know. I mean, just like a really quick story, um, a buyer, he was working for a company, I, I'm not going to say names, but um, he would never answer my phone calls or emails. That's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, but then he left there and he went to another big company and he came up to me at a show and he basically said, I am so sorry I never answered your emails. The, company, the owner of the company weren't, wasn't paying his bills and I didn't want to drag you in that. But he said, you know, I'm, I'm starting this new thing. And he started explaining the business model. And I said, okay, sure, let's do it. And years later, we built a huge business together. Wow. So, yeah, it's kind of a fun story. And The beginning part, it's like heartbreaking because I get that there was an issue with the owner, but it almost kind of affects your relationship with him because you stopped trusting him as opposed to being like... Well, you know, you can't take it personal. Yeah. Because you, you just never know. Like, you never know what's going on that other side and you just have to keep calling and trying and hoping there is a reason they're not answering you back. And, yeah. you know, these buyers are, like, bogged down with so many emails a day also, so... Definitely. You know. Is, e- I, is email better than... Being a sales guy myself, I find sending the email and then calling right after. Oh. Was that a movie you ever, you ever did? I don't call right after. I'd be like, did you just see my email? I just sent it over yeah. five seconds ago. So you like flag it so you could see that they read it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, then there's other there's <laughs> apps out there. You can actually see the read receipt. It'll let you know if they opened it or not. Yeah. I never that's, did that. That's, that's some stuff I learned in e-commerce sales. There's a lot of tools you can use to see if they're opening their emails or if you yeah. can even see if they open it by mobile or desktop. Yeah. So if they open on mobile, I'm calling that cell phone. Oh right yeah, away. <laughs> they are getting a phone they're call. Looking at it right now. Um, no, That's I so have, interesting. I didn't know that you use those tools. There, Look it's at out you. there, folks. There's a lot of different tools that salespeople like Mail Tracker. Yep, absolutely. I like the persistency. Hey, you got to do knock it. On the, you got to knock it. You really got to do it. Totally. I get it. I totally well, get it. I, okay, Supply Lab. How did you come up with the name? It's not a cool story. I'm going <laughs> to just flat out say that right now. That's it's okay. Not a cool story. I was brainstorming with my family. Um, I think my dad actually was the one that said supply is kind of like a cool, 
you know, you could hashtag it. And then my brother. Wait, your dad said you could hashtag supplies? I know. I, I, my dad is like anti social media. Well, so is he. So when he said that, I'm like, that has to mean something, right? Because that's so dad, funny. Yeah. And then my brother in law kind of like, we were just, he was saying like, supply house, supply this, supply that. And then supply lab just kind of clicked and. There it is. I that's wish a good was, story. That's a good story. That's yeah. a good story. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I minimized it. No, it doesn't seem cool when you're in it. Nothing that you're doing seems yeah, cool. Yeah. Right. When you're in I think it. it's pretty cool. Again, you, I'll post a video or a photo of these boots after this. Please. Thank just you. to promote. But I, I do love these Sweet. these shoes. They're awesome. Thank you. Because I bought honestly, I've bought over the last three or four years in New York various amounts of like Chelsea boots or other like men's boots. Yeah. Quality's always been an issue, and it's like just comfortability. Yeah. And yours. Are great. Oh, thank so. you. I appreciate that. Now, how do you say, okay. I've, go, go. I love it. I love the right how, Like, how do you decide on how much, like how to price these boots? Cause I think, you know, you walk into a Barney's, which is insane how much they charge for stuff. Sure. But being a new brand and wanting to, you know, break in, like, do you that lower is, pricing to kind of get people excited or? It's tricky. It's really tricky. You know, you want to you want to fit where the white space is. You want to be aggressive, but you also have to, you know, you need a certain margin to live. Um, so that is a very tricky process. Switch gears a little bit. <laughs> sure. Um. Nice segue. I love that. That's why she's here. I'll ask the bad questions. She asked no, the I love the bad questions, <laughs> but we have to switch to you now. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about influencer marketing. So sure. that's kind of how you and Carl connected initially, right? Yes. To some degree, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, do you have a strategy behind that or how, how do you connect or find different influencers? You know... I, you know, it's when you're first starting out, there's like, there is a strategy and there's, there's just like this pivoting move you're constantly doing. Um, you know, obviously Bravo is hot right now. So thank you. Yes. I love Shout Bravo. Shout out to Bravo. Woo. It's on my channel. So what's your time. favorite Bravo show? Sorry. I know one oh, more. Honestly. You can say Summer House if you want to. It is Summer House. You can say Million Dollar Listing. <laughs> <laughs> million Dollar Listing. I have to say, I am a huge Vanderpump. I know. Shout I'm sorry. That's like no, the nemesis. That, but no, they're like our sister show. Sister, yeah. 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 You guys are like the East Coast and they're the West Coast. But yeah. I think your show is going to get, it's like the same. I think we're, I mean, it's interesting. It's, uh, we're very different people, but the, the kind of style of it is the same. Yeah. Like they're, I always get crap because I call them bartenders. Oh, they are. really? They don't and like I, that? And I like, we have real jobs. Yikes. And they didn't like that. I actually <laughs> had a couple of them really mad at me for that. I've since apologized. Yeah. And I know a few of them. They're, they're cool people. But Anyway, so you, you do a lot of, like, you find people from watching your shows? I'm in big trouble one day. I know. I'm like, I hope I don't okay. get Andy, I love you. Don't get mad at me. Shout out to Andy. We got to get some, some boots. But, like, when you're finding influencers, like you literally are watching TV and you're like, oh, that would be an interesting TV, person to reach out to. Um, I also noticed, like, a lot of these influencers, like you said earlier, work with a lot of my retail partners. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm kind of lucky. I've had some pretty cool um, bloggers reach out to me. And um, a lot of these bloggers are looking for, like, something new that's not you know, everywhere. Like, and that's what I was looking, like I loved about your brand. And yeah. it's, it was a newer name, newer kind of style. And I like the, just the feel of how you're branding everything. Yeah. So like that, I would lo- love to partner with something like that. If I'm a blogger or an influencer. Yeah. It's a little more fun, right? Because you could, you kind of make it what you want it then. It's yeah. not like this set foundation yet. And how do you feel like influencer marketing has really like kind of helped your company grow? I think it helps, obviously, um, on Instagram and any kind of social media. It's tough with men, I'll be very honest with you. Women are a little bit more influenced by who's wearing what and, like, the clothing names. Men, it's it gets a little challenging. 
It's not always the case. They won't always go ahead and follow, you know, just because someone's wearing something. So it's, it's a tough Well, because like for, because a lot of my, like you were saying, a lot of women do the purchasing for men. Yeah. So do you find like you're doing a lot of target, like finding men who have large female, like I have a large female following because of Bravo. Oh, I didn't think of that. Actually. And I've had a lot of women brands approach me. Like, for example, FabFitFun. Yeah. They wanted me to, to post this box. And I'm like, there's nothing in here that I could actually use. Right. But my following being, you know, 70,000 women, obviously that's a good target audience. So I think for me, you know. So he tried on the lipstick. Okay. <laughs> the hairspray. Well, I, got, I got the glitter going on. Very from, nice. From the Christmas gift. But is that, is that go through the thought process? Is that's that a fu- great thought process. Like, to be honest with you, that's one of those things when you're in it, you're not even thinking of yeah. stuff like that. But, that's but I'm, a, I'm a good candidate for your boots because I have a large woman following. Women may purchase boots for their men. I like it. But I think sometimes if you're having like She's a, sending you another pair of boots. Of course, I am. If you, yeah, if you get like a guy One from, of everything. If you get like a guy from Barstool Sports or like a really big sports person, I, you might find, yeah, the guy posting about boots, the guys don't action on it. You know, they're not. Yeah. They're just like, oh, cool, whatever, move on. Right. They like it and then yeah, that's it. Yeah, because men don't. I don't really find a lot of clothes. I mean, I search for stuff on, but I usually, I'm not as influenced by other men telling me about men's stuff. Right. True. Very Which true. is weird. But well, we had a blogger on yesterday. Now, you probably get a lot. That's true. We talked a lot about the granola, and you were like, I gotta try this granola, right? So, like, if somebody talks about it enough, you're like, hmm, maybe I'll just try it. Let's see what it's like. Yeah, try it. But, like, boots are food and boots yeah, are. Yeah, I was I gonna like. say that. Yes, I know. If somebody's talking about their shoes, and just like you said, these are really comfortable, the quality lasts, like, just hearing those perspectives, and you've had negative experiences, uh, shoes falling apart, like, it happens all the time. Sure. You might actually consider that brand, right? So, yeah, maybe right. If you heard about it from somebody else, I'm sure you'd be like, oh, yeah, I heard really good things about this. And I, well, when I did post my supply lab, just like a little screen thing on Instagram story, I had a few people write me back like, oh, I own those or I love those. Oh, and they were nice. already in the know of them, which I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. we Honestly, I, I got a really nice engagement from Instagram. I got a lot of DMs, a lot of the traffic goes to my website. We also try to direct it to like Nordstrom, Zappos, those guys. Um, I do get a lot of women asking if they come in, in women's. Yeah. So. so tell me about that. Is that the thought process of yeah, product always. development? Like this, they're like suede. Yeah, yeah cool. I would totally wear something like that. I'd love for that to be. The so why don't you? Step. It's actually add like to the arsenal of your shoes right now, right? A little bit. I, you know, may I? I mean, it's is that you can? I mean, I know you may not be able to tell us, but is that a thought you've had? Is oh, always. You mean, yeah. I think when you, it's so crazy when you start a business. It's like you're never really in the moment, and that's something you should work on. But you're always constantly thinking of the next thing. So yeah, women's shoes is always like, is, should that be the next step? And you know, it's a lot or, though. Or just enhancing the men's line that you have. Yeah, it's hard. It's like timing is everything and you know, there's only so many hands on deck at times and it's it's just a crazy So we well, we had a blogger on yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, her name's Alyssa. She goes by publicity and she does a lot of she approaches brands, proposes a lot of different influencer things. Sure. What's the weirdest proposal that you've ever gotten? Or one of the funniest or interesting? I haven't had anything that's been too, too weird. like yeah, not yet. I mean, we, we might come up with some weird concepts now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I might now, yeah, but um, no, nothing has been too outrageous. I um, mean, like the naked cowboy reaches out to you and is like, "I want new boots for my." I'd give them to him. You give them to him. Why not? It's <laughs> a fun story. I don't yeah. know if you had like influencers that have reached out. Maybe they have a good following, but they're not really aligned with what you're looking for. Do you? I do have like- some of those people, and like I said, sometimes I tr- I'll give them shoes because it's like I like I like to support where I can, 
And then I could tell pretty quickly by like the content or the, by the way they posted, or I could see their followings really not in line with who we are. But so you, you tell them no? No, I, I mean, I always try. I like to always give someone a chance and just like You're see. You're so nice. And, I try. And what if I, their following isn't that big? Let's say they're like a micro-influencer. You know what, though? Honestly, one of my best bloggers has only like a couple thousand followers, but his content is amazing. Yeah. Rookie Ransom. What's his name? Rookie Ransom. Rookie? Yeah. Like the rookie of the year? Yeah. He used to be um, a buyer of mine, and he flipped over to the blogging site. And I think he does an amazing job. So I want to support him because I want him to grow. And uh, I'm sure. I'm looking him up right now. Pull him up. I like his pictures. Oh, yeah. yeah, He's got good good photos. He's got good photos. He's got a good style. You should. Yeah. He has good So have you, besides giving away, you know, product, um, do you do any paid? Influencer? No. No. Nothing. Has that been a thought at all? Yeah, of course. It's just, I think, um, it's like, where do you, what's the next step, right? Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, so you, I mean, as far as you get a lot of DMs, mm-hmm. are you the one managing that? Um, I am in You're the team. Giuseppe. Giuseppe, who's also in the crowd over here. Yeah. I feel like you should say hi. You're already in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so what does Giuseppe do for you? He heads up marketing. Awesome. Yeah. So he handles DMs. He does, and then I also have, um, I work with um, Jared and Sean, who handle like a lot of my photography and help make sure the Instagram picture page looks great, and those guys are great. They work for like Jack Threads and Kith and Men's Warehouse and- um, Great company. Yeah, so between Giuseppe and those guys, I think I have a really strong team. So I feel like we should be asking Giuseppe this. So what's the craziest DM that you've gotten? Latex. <laughs> the guy who wears latex and another guy who's always shirtless. He weighs like 350 pounds. Wait, come, come be on my yeah, come, come, come over and say this. This is great. This is funny. So I manage multiple brands and some of them have over like 150,000 followers. Um, and my, oh, sorry. So my two weirdest We're going to get close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can, I can <laughs> hear you. a guy with latex and he wanted to like smush it on his body and then this he takes like so shirtless weird. things and like. He wears underwear, and it was actually for a new brand we just acquired. It was the weirdest thing I've ever. Yeah, that's wow! Like, me, Did like, you respond to demonstrations? Him? No, I shared it to my boss, and we just laughed. And then, like, I was like, "We gotta block this guy." Like, this yeah, just let it go. Where our company goes. Yeah, so. yeah totally. Yeah, Amazing. We, get, we get influencers all the time that um will reach out to us. But is it is it like weird to like say no? Or do you just Wait, ignore is it? Is that similar to like bread smashing where you smash your face yeah, into like bread? That. Yeah. That I think What's I bread smashing? Like, yeah, this really is new for me too. Coming. Wait, wait, wait. What's you guys bread have smashing? Not heard about this? No. no. I didn't know this was a thing it at all. It was on, um, what is that show? Um, there's a girl younger. who does it, right? It was on Younger, yeah. yeah. So like there's this girl that's like known for bread smashing. She it's, it becomes very <laughs> sexual. She basically puts her face into a loaf of bread and. Does, yes. it, does the loaf of bread like look like her after? Does it like she just, no, like, it just feels it, it? She like, smells it, 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 like, it, like it becomes very sexual. It's a sensory thing. People are into it for like the bread smashing. Feeling. Yeah. Wow. I'll yeah. Call it up I don't so even you know. Do that. But I guess that's what they were doing with latex. Yeah. <laughs> I just oh my. didn't have the same following. Or the, <laughs> that's amazing. Or the same pitch. Well, Giuseppe, that is now. I need to take a shower after this. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I still have them on my personal. I'm just like, I can always remember. Um, that's funny. Um, yeah. That's cool. For me, it's easier to say no because I'm dealing with multiple brands. And I mean, realistically, you have a budget. So you have to say to yourself, like, what's going to be the most impactful? And I'm like, what can I do with that? And what can I do with that budget? So sure. for me, saying no is really easy. And I actually say no to Tara every day. What does that's- that mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I feel like sometimes like our budget is 
not in line with that. So let's bring it in. Yeah. He keeps me in check. That's good. That's but a good that's partner a reality, to have. You know? You know? Yeah. But that's, you know, that is good because I have to think big and you have to bring me in. Yeah. That's good. Well, I ask this question on every time we have a guest. It sounds like you're doing really well and successful and oh, awesome. Thank you. But can you give us something you screwed up? In oh the my last, God. Some, like a failure or a mistake? Because I think we all learn from those, but maybe for our listeners, you could share something. I mean, gosh, I can. So <laughs> when I first started, um, you know, like your eyes are really big when you first start. And it's almost like a blessing what you don't know. And like I started just kind of spreading myself really thin, which I think ended up costing time and money. Um, but on the other hand, I like that about myself because I like to take risk. And if I didn't do that, I wouldn't probably be here. So I think, but my point is, I think if you could stay focused and just like try to tackle thing, things one thing at a time instead of like me wanting to do everything and anything, like Giuseppe just basically told me. Yeah. <laughs> so so you, you don't have like one instance of like you ordered the wrong size of shoes and 500 of them by accident. Or like no, I never did that. That sounds the, really scary. Like, <laughs> very scary. Yeah. And no, like, um, or you like ship the wrong shoes to an influencer that you really wanted to get on board, or I don't know, like something just. Mm, really I mean, specific. even if she did that, it might be a different color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like um, the wrong colors ordered, or like a manufacturing glitch, like you forgot to put the late the logo on. I did have a manufacturing glitch, but fortunately, the factories they fixed it. Yeah, they fixed it. So wait, your factory again? That's the one in New Jersey. No, in Portugal. So her, oh, and so the Por- Portugal ships it to New Jersey, mm-hmm. where they have the whole set or the, the warehouse logistics, the warehouse, right. shipping, mm-hmm. receiving, all that stuff. Yeah, but like, what was the manufacturing glitch? That, I'm just curious. I'm trying to think what it was now. I think, if I remember correctly, they used the wrong boxes, and that was, that's important. That is very important. Yeah. So, um, so when you're like when you're buying for, or you're having shoes produced by a manufacturer in Portugal, mm-hmm. is there anybody else in the world making a similar kind of boot but branding it? Similar? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I work in the same factories as other big brands. I mean, one of my factories does stuff with Bull Boxer and All Saints and Steve Madden, Hush Puppies, Clarks. So I've never like went in and like stole something, but sure. I'm sure it happens. Yeah. You know, I think that's just like par for the course. So it sounds like a lot of the things that you're doing, it's almost like shared resources, right? So your manufacturer works with like a bunch of different other companies in a similar space. Um, and then like the actual facility that you work with. So I know that when I ran a box subscription company, we had to have like a minimum order. Did you struggle with that in the very beginning? Um, so that's partially why. Portugal kind of was like so appealing to me because the minimums are on the smaller side. So that, thank God, like that went earlier when I was saying all the stars kind of started aligning. That was one of them. I was like, okay, I could, I could do I could this. Do I could fulfill this. I can make this happen. Yeah. And did you struggle when you were like, okay, how do I figure out my pricing considering that there's going to be extra fees when it comes into the States and uh, just whatever the longevity is for lead time? Um. You know, like I said, I've been in the business so long, so a lot of that stuff I kind of already knew. I was aware yeah. of. Um, I could see how that could totally. Is mess. dealing with customs a pain? Yes. Yeah, yeah I've heard that from a friend they who does. They are brutal. They've held my shoes up. Uh, this is they held my shoes up three times because um, you're in your new company. They like are a little strict on stuff like that. And it was like major delays for customers. And there's no rhyme or reason why they hold them, by the way. It, is it, it like a three-week span, a six-month span? It could be a day. It could be two weeks. It's really... What was the longest that you had to wait? That time was a couple weeks. Wow. And it was, That's a long time, especially it is, in retail. It's a very long time. And are those orders already 
Yeah, purchase. they're placed. So they're, they're ready to go. And they're I just waiting to, on you to get that I through. I had to keep asking for extensions. And thank God it's like it's something that just happens in this business so people are understanding. But it's not fun because, like I said, there is no reasoning behind it sometimes. I love no. This is I'm fascinated by. It. <laughs> I'm gonna start a shoe company. No. Good. What do you call it? Uh, I don't know. Like you have the time well, to start a shoe company. Right I, now. I have no time. I have no time to start. Um, but no, I, I kind of. And back, by the way, if you have extra time, we're scheduling more podcasts. There yeah, we, we are. And I'm staying well, longer now. <laughs> I mean, kind of the future. I mean, the future of Supply Lab right now. I mean, obviously, you're Nordstrom, Zappos. What's kind of the next 2019 look like for you guys? I think we want to definitely keep growing and building these relationships we have and, you know, invest in the marketing to kind of help get the brand out there a little bit more. Um, and by investing, you're talking about, like, from a financial perspective. And, yeah, the marketing and just... Focusing on e-commerce on our own end. It's just building up all those... As- oh, sorry. Uh, focusing on e-commerce has been really big for us. And I think, too, like, building a better influencer program. I think that's somewhere that we, like, really need to start focusing on, too. Yeah. And what would that look like? Parting people with, like, yeah, you Yeah, people guys. like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Hopefully. So in terms of building another, uh, like, a bigger influencer program, is it just, like, increasing your distribution of shoes to other influencers, or do you think you're going to, like Carl mentioned, more paid posts or both, or... I think right now we're not we're not doing paid posts. No. I think they feel less organic too. And like you were saying, we actually typically go towards people with less of a following because they actually have a lot higher engagement and their followers really, really trust them. As soon as you get these like millions, two millions, yeah. like people start to lose their faith in these people because they're seeing so much content and it's not relevant. And you see a lot of influencers posting shoes about like Balenciaga and like that's not realistic for the average American. So someone like Carl who's posting stuff like Supply Lab and has a 70,000 followers, like that's more realistic. Like someone's going to believe him. Yeah, uh, seventy thousand women. What ninety something thousand? Yeah, I, I lost count. I'm, yeah, I've been losing. I've been losing followers. I think the algorithm has changed, or they're they're deleting the fake. They, the fake yes, accounts. Yes, they did do that. I've lost maybe like a couple thousand last month. Oh, really? Man. But when Bravo comes back, you'll be back. You'll up. be back. It'll, yeah. it'll come back up a little. Always fluctuates. Yeah, there's always yeah, a little spike. Sure. But like, so the future. Okay, you're gonna you know investing in marketing. Obviously, great. Is there other like retail brand or retails? stores that you really want to get into you haven't yet or dream list i mean there's always that um like who's, who is the top i mean nordstrom to me i would think is the number one yeah we're very i'm very proud to but do they have exclusivity like they wouldn't want you to go to let's say barney's or no nobody really does that i mean sometimes you'll do like an exclusive shoe for somebody and have uh, you gotten have you received that ask at any point no I used to back in the day. It'd be cool to do like a Carl bra- a Carl collaboration with Supply Lab. Let's like I des- do it. I design maybe like a Carl shoe. Not necessarily start my own company, but. But what about a one question X Y Z? We could do that. A one question X Y Z shoe. We could do it all. So, like, I mean, is there a dream? What would be the dream for you with Supply Lab? Well, I I think I built a. Because really it sounds like, it sounds like you built something really amazing, but it's like it's not done yet. It's not done. I mean, it's never done yeah. when you when you're working on something. I mean, I think I built a great foundation in a very short amount of time, and I want to keep that momentum and I want to keep building. Um, Would you ever be a standalone brick and mortar? Because, like for example, the greats. Is yeah. a, I use this example because I sure. worked with them at my previous company, Yachtpo. Oh, okay. And again, we were they were a digitally native brand, sold only online. Instagram was huge. Yeah. Now in Soho, there's a brick and mortar greats store. Right. And a lot of brands, like Allbirds, was that same way. Sure. Is that maybe an idea for you guys down the line to have a supply lab store? I don't know. I would love to 
try a pop-up shop, actually. Um, that would probably, I would start there. Brick sure. and mortar's tough. I, I give a lot of credit to people that are doing oh, and, it. And it's getting, I mean, the good brick and mortars are good because I think they pay attention to the experience of it. And that's what Dahlia does so well is the experience components. And sure. we, we love the experience kind of brands or companies that are mindful of that. But Yeah. We like to bring experiences to the people, too. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love that? <laughs> so so you would like to do a pop-up at some point? I'd love to do a pop-up. I, like I said, I want to keep growing. I would love to break out into women's. Um, I've toyed back and forth with doing handbags at one point. I'd love to build the e-commerce site. Um, you have know. you ever thought about getting into the holiday shops? I have. So... I just spoke to somebody there yesterday, actually, oh, and really? they were up 35% in sales. I bet. Yeah. The holiday shops? Yeah. I'm super fascinated with them. No, it's very... But I heard it's really difficult to get in there because once you're there, you're grandfathered for the following year. So... Um, limited space then. Yeah, limited space, and they have a variety of different kind of companies, so it's almost like like you have to know somebody to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Yes. Yeah. Wink, wink. I'm kidding. No, this is, I love this. I'm, I'm really excited for you guys. This is, um, it's cool to watch, I think, kind yeah. of where you've come from and where you go. And I think you give a lot of our listeners, I think, some, some level of like hope and, you know, you can work in a, let's say, corporate kind of world and then, you know, things change and shift and, you know, maybe a little older in your career. Hey, it's, watch it. Well, I just, I'm you, kidding. You, you, have, you know, you've been out, you've had, a, you've had a, a pretty healthy career in the shoe world and then switching into your own thing. I think a lot of us think when you're 21, like, I need to start something now or not be able to maybe in my like, you know, late twenties or early thirties. No, I would actually, you know, yeah, you want to get as much experience as you can because the truth is, is when you start a business, there is so much you think, you know, that you don't. I don't know everything right now. (laughs) And until you're in it, you're just like, I didn't even know this was like, this was a thing. I didn't know I had to worry about this. So who would be your dream celebrity to wear supply lab? Matthew really, McConaughey. Like the, the mm. face of Supply Lab. I like, could totally see him wearing them. I don't know why. McConaughey? Yeah. yeah I could Interesting see that. one. I could totally I just could see, see like, him rocking them. I could see like um, Ryan Gosling or something. Yeah, like yeah Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I feel like I categorize them kind of in a similar category. They're the same kind of dudes. Yeah. Both, <laughs> yeah. both, both devilishly the handsome. Look. Yeah. The same look. Leonardo DiCaprio. He's got kind of cool style. Well, Leo, if you're listening... Yeah. Reach out to Supply Lab. Send him a DM. Exactly. How, how crazy would Giuseppe go if uh, Leo sent a DM asking if he could? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I would probably wouldn't even see him the rest of the day. You probably would be, <laughs> he'd be, he'd be <laughs> freaking out. Yeah, exactly. I'd probably see him run around the office and run out the building. <laughs> so, so that's your dream celebrity. Who's your dream company? To to be to work with in some capacity, like either collaborate with or have them sell your shoes. Dream, like, retail partner? I don't know that it has to be a retail partner. That's why I think my question is a little bit different. Like, we're talking about all these different collaborations lately, and I feel like if you could if you could collaborate with anybody, um, including companies, who would that be? That is a great question. Like, I've seen, like, I think, I mean, I've seen, like, Todd Snyder, for example, has a thing with Snoopy. And, like, there's, like, right. Champion and, like, these other, like, kind of interesting brands that are kind of collaborating that you wouldn't think. So I think that's like kind of... Like, Coach does stuff with, like, Disney, you know, like... Yeah. So I don't know if there was maybe, like, a pop culture company or brand of something that maybe you're not... I don't know. 
No, it's a great question, and yeah. I probably should have an answer for this. Like, um, like the new James Bond movie, maybe, or like the new Mission Impossible, like Supply Lab meets Mission. You know, that's so. a good I like that. See, that's Look why at you. That's a good idea. Note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new movie's coming out, and you do like a Tom Cruise Chelsea boot. I love it. So something like that. Yeah. Okay. We'll write that down. Okay. You might actually start this. We'll do, rev, we'll, do a, we'll do a rev share for that one. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I should have an answer for you, but I really don't. I'm That's sorry. okay. You'll be but thinking about it. I think it's better it. to be open because you like you just named some collaborations I didn't even think of. Yeah. Well, do you? How do we find you? If we're if we're so inclined to learn more about Supply Lab, where do we go? Just for our audience, so they can. Okay, so you can go to the Instagram page, which is Supply Lab, and then the so website. easy, such a good name. It's so easy. I love it. I yeah. like how you like the story, um, or the website SupplyLab.net. Cool. Very simple. Very yeah, easy. very simple. We keep it like to the point here. Love it. Yeah, love it. Well, thanks so much for being Tara, here. With thank us. you for thank having so us. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. <laughs> I feel like you're having us. I'm sorry. I'm, no, <laughs> you're hosting us. Now. Thank you for joining. Perfect. Us. And uh, yeah, tune in next week for another episode of One Question XYZ. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.